Marketing Podcast is brought to you by me, Amanda Baer. We'll talk about topics that you don't normally read about in marketing literature that tell you more about the what, but not the how of marketing in the real world. You'll hear great conversations with leaders and up-and-comers who intercept with marketing and have been testing and learning and paving the way every day. Visit futurefitmarketing.com.au for access to resources and past episodes. Welcome to another episode of Future Fit Marketing. It's a pretty tumultuous time for businesses right now, with rising inflation and interest rates, staff shortages, recruitment and hiring costs skyrocketing. It seems every week we're hearing about hiring freezes and maths redundancies, particularly across technology and scale-up businesses. Typically in tough times before anything else, marketing budgets tend to be the first to get cut. Yet marketing leaders are still expected to drive growth in the business. This is where forging a strong relationship with the finance team, in particular the CFO or Chief Financial Officer, is critical. They can support and defend you when the, when the going gets tough. Sometimes marketing leaders can have a challenging relationship with the CFO, where budgets need to be defended and fingers are pointed when marketing isn't able to deliver short-term growth. Some CFOs understand the value of long-term brand building and the investment it takes to drive marketing impact. Others are downright adversarial and struggle with the large expense. No matter the type of CFO you work with, you should work hard to ensure they become your best ally as that partnership will help you succeed. So to get the answers to some of the tough questions and how to forge a strong partnership, FutureFit Marketing interviewed Michelle Champ, CFO of HireUp, Australia's largest NDIS-registered online platform, which gives people with a disability the power to find, hire and manage their own support workers. Michelle has had a 25-year executive career spanning financial management and strategy across products, media, digital, aged care, and retirement living. She also sits on the board of Netball New South Wales and the Asylum Seeker Centre. Hi, Michelle. Thanks so much for joining us on the Future Fit Marketing Podcast. We are going to get stuck into it, and uh, I, I would love to get Michelle's point of view as a CFO and a seasoned CFO on what she thinks about marketing and also how to get the best um, out of the relationship between marketing and, uh, and finance. So let's get stuck into it. If you think about marketing, give us your honest opinion. What do you think about the value of marketing? I mean, the value of marketing um, is intrinsic in, obviously, growth, but it's also about brand awareness. And it's trying to find the balance between being able to demonstrate brand and brand building. And also, you'll have the sort of problem that we all come across is the short-term view of marketing and allocated funds. And the first thing that people go is, well, we're going to cut the marketing. So we've got We've kind of got this sort of dynamic playing out that, you know, marketers, if they really value marketing, they've got to be strong in their opinion as to what it's going to deliver um, so that you can convince not only the CFO, which obviously is important, but equally the the rest of the organisation. 
Um, I think, you know, the value in marketing really is all about trying to make sure that, you know, you've got the customer voice being heard and you're targeting the right people and um, building the reputation of the company is equally as important, I think, as well. Great. So there's, there's quite a few things to unpack there. When you talk about value and being able to articulate what marketing means to the business and essentially ROI, mm-hmm. what's, what's the best way to be able to do that? Uh, what's the critical thing for a marketer to be able to do to, to sort of defend their budgets and uh, be able to articulate that to not only you but to the yeah. business as well? I think um, my view on on being able to articulate marketing well is that you've really got to explain what your budget is targeting. Like, what what are you trying to actually achieve? So you've really got to be able to show the the channels that you're targeting, the type of customer that you're targeting, and basically what return you're going to get by targeting them. Really got to leverage, I think, um, some third-party benchmarking data, I think, to support your story um, in regards to why you want to spend that money, um, which I think really I'm, I'm someone who loves to look at third-party data and, and sort of how that um, supports the money that's being spent. And I think being able to defend a marketing budget in a volatile macro environment as we are in at the moment um, is probably equally hard for y- yourself and many other marketers. So I think that clear definition of what you're trying to achieve, I think, would be um, optimal. It's it's really challenging times right now. Um, yeah. You know, obviously we're seeing a lot of technology companies struggling. We're seeing businesses downsizing, um, very much in that cash conservation mode. Uh, a lot of businesses have been saying we probably have to conserve for the next 18, 24 months, even a longer runway. And we're still expected to grow, right? What exactly? What yeah. do you expect what do you expect marketers to do with, with little money? <laughs> little money. Well, I know you've got the challenge at higher up, but um, look, I think we've got to find the channels that give us the most um, payback, um, if that's if, if there's such a word. We need to find ways of looking at targeting specific clients and now I know we can we can even test clients uh, or test markets and see whether that testing works and if we can if you can demonstrate that testing of a market uh, via a particular channel um, works then you know that's a great way I think in what is a reduced marketing spend environment to come back to the table and go well look this is what we've been able to achieve in this specifically targeted campaign and I think there's a lot of merit in us now being able to move that more broadly. Um, so I think there'll always be money for things where you can demonstrate a really positive return. Now, you might not always get a positive ROI straight up, but if we can demonstrate that there is some form of payback, um, I think you know we would consider it. But I think it's about being um, agile. Um, you're going to really have to be a bit more creative and innovative in the way that you go about trying to do your marketing. Uh, above the line marketing, I think, uh, in, in the environment that we're in at the moment, obviously isn't where we're going to spend all of our money. But if we can do tests and we can leverage what we know around the way we do search engine optimization and you know those sorts of traditional channels, I think that's what we need to concentrate on.
when you say test markets, um, obviously we have budgets set by the business, by the board, etc., and we we have to try to balance sort of larger growth across the business versus a test market. Let's be honest, is that really acceptable? Oh, look, I think if we take um, growth companies, I think you've got to test markets. If you're talking about a mature company, potentially not so much. Um, so I think there's the dynamic there between the type of company that your company doing marketing for. So I, I do believe there's still merit for growth companies to test markets because you haven't tapped into all of the customers that are out there yet and they probably don't know about who you are. So you, you're going to have to continue to test markets. Whereas if you're a mature brand, then obviously people know a bit more about you. So that's probably the way I would look at it. Hmm. What are some of the sort of tips and tricks for marketers to forge the best relationships um, with finance or a CFO? I think working really closely together. I think being able to clearly articulate what you're trying to achieve, I think there needs to be strong alignment, um, obviously, at the executive level, no matter what. Um, so having the chief marketing officer and the CFO as part of that C-suite and working together on, a, on on alignment on strategy. I think if we're not clear on alignment on strategy, then being able to sell why marketing is important and what it's trying to achieve isn't going to work well. And I think we've both experienced that in our previous lives that, you know, if you don't articulate your strategy, then marketing's not going to get a good run for its money. So I think I would definitely ask any person in marketing to work really closely with finance, um, help each other, I think, one, understand what you're trying to achieve and how we can come to the table and help analyse data or look at returns. Um, like I think it's a it's a mutual benefit in regards to being able to understand how finance views marketing and equally how marketing views what finance could do to help them in the selling of the story. Oh, that's a good one. So the, the selling of the story and how a CFO can support there. So what you're sort of saying there is potentially it's not just the the marketing officer's job to be able to sell the story, but if you've got the finance you know, CFO on side that, that mm. can actually support? How, how, how would that work in practice? I mean, I, I mean, I love to see um, marketing come to, to, um, to fruition, I suppose, but I need to understand what you're trying to achieve. Um, so if you can tell me the story, whether it's via the customer journey and, you know, what's the customer going to experience through them experiencing sort of marketing that we're throwing at them, then that will help me understand whether, you know, we're going to get return from that marketing. Um, if I use an example, like if we got all this beautiful marketing, but I don't understand what the actual call to action is, then I'm not going to support it. But if there's a really strong brand call to action, then I'm more likely to be embedded in what you're trying to to tell us and why you want to spend that money. So, um, but once again, I think it comes back to also where the, the the company is in its life cycle. So it's obviously easier sometimes to get money across the line um, when you're a more mature company because you know what return you're going to get on your sort of annual performance marketing. But when you're in more of the growth cycle, then it's going to be more difficult to get some of the marketing across the line because it's untested. And so that comes back to that whole point about potentially testing 
different segments or different markets and then being able to prove up that that story of what you've been able to achieve. What sort of metrics do you expect marketers to articulate well? Um, There's always a bit of a tension to to talk about long-term sustainable growth, brand awareness, um, engagement metrics, impressions and things like that, which I'm going to assume a CFO doesn't care about. But you want to get the to the nitty gritty in terms of ROI. How, how do you sort of balance both? It's a good question um, because, as we've said, some companies are still trying to build brand awareness. So the metrics on those are for a long term building and therefore a long time long term sort of financial asset, if you want to call it such. Whereas other companies are just trying to get their product out the door. So in in all of those, I think. The things that I, I look for is sort of what's the lifetime value um, going to be of getting a, a customer on, 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 the, on the journey with the company. I'm equally in looking at churn rate. Um, I think churn rate is one of those things that if you can sort of stop the leak in regards to churn, then you're not going to have to spend so much money on trying to acquire them. So I'm really interested in everything that we can do around churn cost per lead and and at that channel level, like, you know, where are we trying to, um, once again, looking at our marketing and the channels that are most optimal for us um, and that that lead generation that comes out of them, I think, is equally important. But I think also as a CFO, and we like these things, is we like to understand revenue per channel. Um, So where are we getting, um, you know, continued sort of, revenue and and also potentially working with marketing on how we might reroute funds. Um, so if a channel was um, potentially not going so well, but we saw that maybe some further investment in a different channel might be the right way to go, then I'd like to understand that as well. I understand your point about short-term versus long-term um, metrics. And I know Sometimes you'll have board pressure that will come down on you and they'll go, well, we've only got this amount of money and this is all you can spend. And then that hampers marketing in in an extent because, you know, you've you've got to sort of deviate away from that brand building piece that you probably really would love to do. Um, And you're going to have to focus on sort of optimising the channels that you've got the money for. Um, But, yeah, I think anything we can do to retain our customers is really key for me. You know, I, th- I think that retention versus acquisition one is is mm. you know is is quite interesting, right? Where you know the expectation of markets to also look at lifetime value and how to keep people sort of sustained on the platform. And mm. I, I think a lot of uh, CFOs and and CEOs, to be honest, think marketing is all about the, the sort of brand building. But there's there's a lot of work around marketing automation, as you called out SEO, and which don't have the same sort of costs involved, but then have to have a lot of integration with the business from from a technology standpoint. For example, uh, the, the the challenge is that resource, money, and and, and time scenario. I, I wonder how you know, CFOs at the C-suite can also support in advocating for, you know, if we're not just talking budget, for more resources, more focus on the technology piece as well. Yeah, look, I think, um, and I've certainly seen that here at Higher Up, is that I think marketing um, has more of a job to do other than just traditional marketing. Like marketing really here at Higher Up has to help with that customer journey and understanding 
at each touch point and how the customers experience you. So as an example, so the product, how can marketing help the product and the platform be optimal in regards to the way the customer touches that platform? And so you're going to bring insights into how the customer journey works. Um, And if we don't have that right, then any attempt at trying to acquire that customer isn't going to isn't going to retain them because they've had a really poor experience. So I think from that end, I think being cross-functional and bringing your expertise to the table, um, I think is really quite valued. And I think particularly in the technology space. What do you think are skills and behavioural traits that are missing from marketers' experience? I think the ones that I probably would rate the most would be really that data analytics piece um like i like i'm sure marketers are really good in trying to sell a story and and what have you but they've really truly got to understand that data analytics piece um and what all of because there's just so much information out there that you could probably get onto and, and being able to optimize the data and really attribute you know how that um customer has come in and where their journey has taken them, have we been able to convert them, were they just a lead, like, and the types of customers that you're attracting. So therefore, when you've got all of that data, you can then actually work out how to target them better. But equally, you're working out your return on investment as well. You know, probably um, upskilling marketers in, in, in that semi-financial sort of space, but equally keeping a marketing hat on. SEO and and everything that we do around that, I mean, it's continually changing, I think, and then how we optimise how we use those types of channels. And I think also being adaptable because I think we're changing and it depends on what the macroeconomic conditions are. I think marketers are going to be adaptable to the current environment that they're working in. So they can't always lean upon the way they used to do it because that's not going to work. Um, So I think being adaptable as well. Now, if if I reverse the other way around, what are your biggest problems that you're trying to solve and then how can marketers then support the CFO in the other direction? It's a really good question because I think particularly in the environment and many macroeconomic headwinds coming against us, um, as you spoke about before, We've been told by the board that we need to try and um, reserve our or preserve our cash for at least 18 to 24 months. So as you can imagine, the allocation of resources is going to become tighter in regards to sort of, you know, where we're going to spend our money and, and what we want to invest in. So I think getting alignment on what our strategic priorities are will certainly help with that resource allocation. And I think then if we've got that strategic mindset, then marketing coming in and and saying well we think that we can help you with this strategic priority by doing x y and z that will really help me um as a a cfo understand well i i i would back that type of an investment i think top line revenue growth and trying to remain financially viable as you can imagine is still pretty important we've got shareholders who want to see a return on their investment So therefore, we've got to continue to have a look at what are the ways that we can still try and grow our top line revenue growth, but also be fiscally um, 
fiscally prudent, prudent in some respects, yeah, in regards to how we spend that money. So I think once again, it comes down and back down to making sure that you've got a good relationship with um, your C-suite and, and your marketing team as well. And I think if we're all pulling for the same strategic um, North Star, as they call it, then I think um, it becomes easier to understand where to put the investment of that finite amount of cash that the business is trying to play with. With your board experience as well, is there any difference with what a CFO is asking versus what the board is asking? Not too much different. I think the board, um, if I put my hat on with both my boards, they've both got limited funds in regards to trading in the not-for-profit space. And so it's once again that question of where will you get the best amount of investment and bang for your buck, if you want to call it that, to get the brand awareness out there, but equally it's all still about retention um, and so it's still that fine balance between having a certain amount of cash that you can spend um, and targeting it the most effective and optimal way that you can. So I don't think it's all that different. You know, it's a competitive landscape out there um, and everyone wants your dollar. Um, and so you've got to just find out how you navigate that and where to strategically look at where your focus is. My last question for you, given that this podcast is all about being future fit, have you got any advice, great resources that um, that you can offer f- um, our future leaders? Lifelong learning is, is number one. Like if you're not learning, you're not going to be future fit because as we know, every year, every couple of years, we're being disrupted by something else. Um, and if we are not learning and understanding how we can adapt both as a person and equally as a company in in that type of an environment, then um, I don't think you'll be future fit. I think leadership still plays a really key part in being future fit. Like if you're not a great leader, then you're not going to either retain talent or attract talent. Continuously being self-aware of how you are as a leader, um, I think, is really um, important. You know, other things like making sure that you're really good with comms um, and I think being innovative, um, once again, in an environment where things are changing, you've got to come up with innovative ways of doing things. You've got to be more creative. And I think the last one is being resilient. And, you know, I think we, we've talked about this a little bit. Being resilient and having a bit of grit about you um, is because if you don't have that, then, you know, you'll probably get stomped all over as that that next wave of something comes and and hits either you or or the company. Thanks so much, Michelle, for your advice. It's really um, great to have you on the podcast. Thank you very much and um, good luck with your next one. Thanks, Michelle. Visit futurefitmarketing.com.au for access to resources and past episodes. If you've enjoyed what you've heard, Share this podcast series with someone else and thanks for paying it forward.